On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Nathan Beckerman from Axelback. Uh, they're kind of a middleman manufacturing partner for apparel brands um, that work uh, with Latin America. Super, super interesting. Um, something that I wanted to, to chat about, so a little bit selfish. Um, but for any apparel brands out there, uh, I think that you'll find this conversation um, super interesting. Knowing that you may not have to go to Asia um, if you're not going to manufacture locally. Um, and and that there's a lot of really cool things that you can do and a lot of headache that you know you as a founder may not potentially need to have. Um, so that's why I brought him on the podcast. Um, so yeah, I hope that you guys really enjoy this episode. Before we begin, we wanted to let you know some really exciting news and something that we've never talked about before on the podcast. Our team at Mindful Marketing is growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we are looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. Now, on to today's episode. All right, I am here with Nathan Beckerman from Axel Beck. Nathan, welcome to Secrets of Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Jordan, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Hey, I'd love to give you like a warm and fuzzy intro, but I feel like you're going to do a better job uh, doing it yourself. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Uh, So I'm an uh, ex-banker turned uh, entrepreneur. Uh, My family has been in textiles and apparel for three generations. And uh, my current business right now is built around helping brands develop and manufacture apparel, textile products. Um, with low MOQs, quick turns, and really helping the brands focus on what they do best, which is, in our opinion, marketing, and allow us to help them on the manufacturing side. Got it, got it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, you know, like I also own an apparel company. One thing that, uh, you know, that that is always a headache for us is the manufacturing side of things, right? right? Um, right. Selling is, is not nearly as difficult as actually getting the product and having enough product. So tell me how, like, where did this need come from and, and where did you develop um, this from? Because I think that this is going to be super interesting um, to our listeners yeah. who are thinking like, man, I do need some manufacturing support. Right. So previously, I was on the manufacturer side. I used to run the North America division for a South America-based manufacturer apparel company. Okay. And I saw a clear and distinct difference between the way brands communicated and their needs and the way factories communicated and their needs. And so there was a huge difference in what the brands brought to the table and say, look, these are, the, these are the products that I need or this is what I'm exploring. And then factories communicate in a different way. And there was a real disconnect, really. Uh, and when I saw that, I kind of kept exploring and I tried to, to work with brands. But I noticed that when you're on the factory side, it's very difficult to be impartial. And so my current business, we are not owners of factory. We actually are design and development uh, middlemen, if you will. And yeah. so we, yeah, help yeah, yeah. The, we help the brands manufacture, design, create tech packs, all the patterns that they need and allow them to find the right factory to create their product. So what does this do for brands? Like, like what, you know, what are you freeing up for them? Or are you just adding like another layer, right? Cause sometimes people will hear like middleman and be like, Oh, great. Right. You're just adding another layer of cost to what I'm going to do. Why would I do that? Right. When I can just go direct to these factories. Well, right. 
yeah, what's, what's, what's the reason? And that's a great question. That's something that I thought of uh, a lot before we structure our business. So we are what I like to call a value add middleman for a couple reasons. Number one, we allow the business owner or the brand to focus on their business. They give us a requirement, say, look, I'm looking to pay X dollars for X type of product. And we go and we source it, number one. Number two, we're also a QC team. We help them source and find the right factory to create their product and really allow them to say, okay, this is a product that I need. This is the, fa- the cost I want to pay. And how do I know that the factory is being honest about their lead times? How do I know that the factory is actually working when I say they're working? Because a lot of times what brands come to us and say, oh my God, I just came into an emergency because this factory I was working with in China said they were shipping two weeks ago and they still haven't shipped. I still don't have a airway bill and I have no one to talk to. And so because we are not the factory that you're actually ordering from, we are your representatives local and country. We have local representatives in all the countries that we're operating in. We send people to do surprise visits at the factories. We're actually doing QC inspections to make sure. uh, And and this is part of our design processes. These are the allowances. So if you're ordering ordering 5,000 t-shirts, for example, you know what the size L, size M, size S should all uh, measure. And we're making sure that all those measurements are going through because as a, as a brand owner, you don't have time to go and audit the entire production. As soon as a product goes there, you're on the clock to sell and, and turn that inventory. So we're really a product uh, and manufacturing partner. And the way I like to describe it as well is manufacturing as a service. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Manufacturing as a service. I love that. A mass company instead exactly. of a SaaS company. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's exactly uh, what we do. Well, that's great. I, I mean, I've got, I've got some questions from, from my perspective here, right? Um, sure. I'm, I'm not going to let you off the hook here, Nathan. Like this is not going to be an easy Go interview. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the question for, for me is, um, you know, how, how do your customers know that the factories that you're working with are ethical, right? Because that is a huge issue yeah. these days, right? And, and it really yeah. matters. I know, to, you know, to us at, at Little and Lively and Kindred, we really care. Um, we, we've actually sent like third-party auditors over to our um, factory in China that makes our fabric. Um, we right. know the one, the one locally. We, we can see how they treat their employees. How do you guys do that? Because that matters. Right. So a large part of the work that's done on our end is actually on the onboarding process. And I'm talking about onboarding factories. So we're okay. doing a lot of audits. Uh, we require certain types of certifications for different types of factories. And we're also doing a lot of testing on the back end. So, for example, some of our factories are using recycled polyester to make swimwear. Uh, And we're making sure we're actually doing our own testing with our own lab work, making sure that the uh, polyester is recycled, making sure it's coming from the right sources. And there's a lot of benefits um, for U.S. and and Canadian brands working with Latin America just because of, you know, being duty free and stuff like that. Um, Oh, okay. That was actually that was actually part of my next question. So so explain that to me. So when that that product comes in from from Latin America, that doesn't cost anything. There's no duty on that. Right. So there is a, a duty free agreement. Uh, with the U.S. and with Canada, there's there's different with Canada. It's a little bit different than the U.S. The U.S. has uh, completely a yarn forward program, which means that if the yarn is made in South America or in Central America, and the garment is made in that same country, it comes in zero duty. Okay. Zero duty. Wow. Completely wow. Free. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, and the other I don't know benefit, how many brands knew that because that's yeah, amazing. No, there's, and that's a big thing of what, you know, the big guys are doing. We're, our, our niche market is small to medium-sized brands, but we're having some big major chains come to us and say, look, we don't want to produce everything in Asia. We want to have some low MLQs, quick turns out of South America to complement yeah. our Asian manufacturing. And so that's another benefit that I was talking about is the quick delivery times. By yeah. boat, just to give you an idea, by boat, from Colombia to the U.S., it's around one week. And by air, it's next day. Wow. Wow, that's incredible. And so yeah. they, I feel like I'm gonna, we're going to have a conversation offline about this after too, just because, I mean, I'm sure. selfishly very interested in all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so why can you do, first of all, just for, for yeah. the layman out there who don't know yeah. what an MOQ is. Yeah. Um, I mean, most of the people that are listening to this are seven and eight figure brands, but w- what's an MOQ? MOQ is a minimum order quantity. The reason it exists to understand it from a brand owner's perspective is because when you're making products, uh, your most expensive input is labor, right? Yeah. And so in order to optimize labor, you want to make sure that you're making a higher quantity of products to reduce your, you know, all the changes you need to do with machinery to create a module, basically. Uh, if you can imagine, you know, what it takes to make a t-shirt, you have to go through and cut the sleeves, you have to do the seams. And yeah. the more quantity of that item, mm. that same item that you do can reduce your per minute cost. And so that's why larger factories have larger MLQs, smaller factories usually have lower MLQs. Okay. So why, and, and, and so the reason why I'm just going to extrapolate here yeah. is that these factories are smaller down in South America, smaller than these, these big Asian factories. And that's correct. why you can do lower MOQs. Correct. That's correct. Gotcha. So what's the perfect type of brand that would come to a service like yours? What, what like, yeah, who, who is that person? So we're, we're working with the high six figure, seven figure brands. That's our sweet spot. Sometimes okay. we work with eight figure brands as well, but you know, generally that's not where we specialize in just because those have a, you know, like an entire sourcing and manufacturing team, but totally. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. as you know, the six and seven figure brands such as yourself, as I presume you are doing a lot of the sourcing yourself. Um, and you're working yep. with the factories, you're finding exactly what, what you need, you're doing the audits. And so we allow brands like yours to say, look, I trust these guys. I'm working with them. They're my partner. They're my manufacturing partner. I'm going to make sure they're specialized in what they're doing. And it really allows me to, to move forward. And so in terms to answer your question directly, in terms of MOQs, we work with some clients that are doing 250 units per style. Other clients, wow. 500. Yeah. yeah. And so, okay, so pretty think, low. Right. It, it's, it's much, much lower than what you're used to. And it allows you think about it. If you can make 250 units in three weeks and then ship it in another week, that's four weeks to get, you know, to, to turn your inventory. Hey guys, just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we are only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply to start the process today. Now, back to today's episode. 
what kind of costs are we looking at comparatively to to working with Asia? I mean, I'm I'm used to Canadian manufacturing costs, right? right? So I'm used to high high costs. Uh, that's just the way that we run our business. It's the things we we really do care about manufacturing ethically. Um, and so that means for us right now, that's locally, what kind of costs are we looking at comparatively? Like uh, if you can figure that out from a percentage point comparatively to being over in, in China or or in, or in Asia. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a very important question. And if you're comparing apples to apples on a local basis, and I'm talking without including any duties or shipping costs, Asia is anywhere from 20 to 30% less expensive than South America. It just is because of labor costs and material costs. But when you incorporate duties, now it depends on the type of garment, but there are some garments in the US where where it's our core market. There are some garments that are paying 42 to 45% additional duties on the the price of goods. Wow. Yeah. And so when you incorporate those duties, when you incorporate the shipping time, and a lot of people don't uh, associate a cost with time, but everyone knows the saying, time is money. So if it takes you 45 days to get your product there, there's a higher cost that's carried with that. Yeah, 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 100%. You know, so being able to deliver quickly, being able to pay duty-free and being able to really have lower MOQs, that's where we differentiate ourselves from Asia. And so that's why it's a very different market. We're not working with the 50,000 piece orders. We're closer to 500 to 1,000 to 1,500 pieces. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So is that even true uh, as, as far as cost-wise, including your value add that's in there? What do you mean? Like as, as far as the costing is concerned, like, like you know, saying, okay, we're probably about 20% more. Does that include having a service like yours that's kind of taking mm-hmm. care of those headaches? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I'm, I'm talking about the direct to manufacture just because you have to remember, Jordan, Part of our value add is our longstanding relationships with these factories. Of course. And we know, we know, I mean, I'm sure you can imagine, but if you go to a factory in Asia, there's probably a different price that they're going to quote a local uh, person that's in the industry that walks into the factory in person and say, look, this is the product I'm looking to manufacture. You can imagine <laughs> that there's a different price there. And so- we, We've all been uh, traveling before. We we know <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like when I go, there's a there's a menu in the local language and a separate menu in English that has <laughs> and the prices, prices are about half. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It, it, the same thing applies, uh, and so because we have relationships with over 25 different factories making all kinds of different uh, products, we really know what things should cost, where we can squeeze, where we can tighten up, and so that's part of our value add as well. Awesome. Awesome. I just wanted to just put that out there for our listeners just for a second. When I bring people on like Nathan, just so everyone knows, I don't get anything from this. This is not, this is not me trying to, you know, Nathan paying me to be on here to talk about this. I brought him on because I think that this is such a value add for you apparel brands out there, right? That um, manufacturing, first of all, ethically, right? Um, second of all, I feel like made in Peru or, or wherever we're talking about yeah. made in Brazil Um is still better than made in China. And, and I like, you know, this is coming from a Canadian who, you know, doesn't have any political affiliation whatsoever. I just feel like the, I would much rather, you know, if we were going to make the jump to manufacture somewhere else, I think that's exactly what I would be doing. Right. And the beautiful thing is that it's made in the Americas and that's how we uh, pitch it. Um, And we work with three countries, primarily uh, Mexico, Peru, and Colombia. Colombia is where we've seen most of the growth because of the duty-free programs they have with the U.S. 
uh, and the quality of stitching and, um, you know, the, the size of the apparel industry there. I'm imagining Mexico has some pretty good deals with NAFTA as well, right? Yes, Mexico has a lot of good deals. We actually have a, a very interesting factory there that's working on recycled cotton. A lot of people talk about organic cotton. Recycled cotton is a whole other thing because what they're actually doing is they're collecting cut ends of wasted fabric. They extrapolate the fibers out of there and they yeah. put the same colors together and they make new rolls of fabric with that wasted fabric, that huh. trash and they make new fabric, so it's recycled cotton. Really cool. What kind of fabrics can you get in these in these countries? Like, are, are you going to be able to get all of the same kind of kind of goods that you can get here, or sorry, get in um, in in, in Asia? In Asia, so yeah. there's 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 a lot of things that we can go into there. Um, the technology is not nearly the infrastructure. Let's say is not as high as it is in Asia. Asia has you know they've been investing for 40, 50 years and high industrial infrastructure for fabrics, but uh, South America is nearly there. I mean, we're talking all natural fibers, a lot of synthetics, polyester, nylon, um, you know, bamboo. rayon, tencel, bamboo. We're just yeah. doing a production right now for bamboo t-shirts with one of our clients. So yeah. th- those that's are definitely I'm there. Yeah, there's some stuff that's not there, but it's on its way there, like seamless technology. If you've seen those, those t-shirts where there's no seams on the side and it's mm-hmm. kind of like a tube and they attach, that technology is not there yet in South America, but it's getting there. You know, it are probably like three to five years away. Okay. Okay. Interesting. This is, uh, yeah, this, this is definitely getting my, my wheel spinning and, and hopefully some other people out there too, knowing that there are some other options and also that there's people that can walk you through that. Right. That's, right. that's the really great thing. So I'm assuming people need to come to you with like patterns, completely finalized, um, everything sizing completely done. Is that, is that the, the case? No, actually, uh, it's, it's actually the complete opposite. So part, as I mentioned initially, because we're value add, we have a designer, actually the head of our design department worked at uh, Inditex and Zara for 25 years. Okay, and she nice. can take a sketch, an idea, a reference sample and say, look, I like this t-shirt from this brand. Send it to me. We will, or jogger or hoodie or whatever you want. We will extrapolate the sizing. We'll make you, we'll create a tech pack with your idea, with your brand, what colors you want, what designs you want. We'll create the patterns and grading for all those. And we can literally get a production sample between three to four weeks since from that date. And so that's that's why our sweet spot are the six to seven figure brands, because it really allows us to add value in each step of the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I like this. I like this for myself. I'm sure everyone can hear my wheels spinning right now. So um, Nathan, this has been an awesome interview. I really, really have enjoyed this. Uh, I got to ask you the question I ask everybody who comes on this podcast, what is your secret to scaling? The secret to scaling um, is, I would say, is knowing uh, what you're good at and knowing what you're not good at and not trying to own the entire process, but being able yeah. to delegate and, and allow the people who are specialists to be specialists and putting, putting people together. That's really my specialty. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. That's great. Uh, we're going to move on to our lightning round here. What is your, fa- first of all, sorry, are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Why not? Uh, our lightning <laughs> round is more like our snail round most of the time. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Hmm. Loom. 
Oh, Loom. I actually just got Loom Pro because I really? I feel like Loom does something different than any other uh, app out there yeah. as far as screen recordings and being able to share those screen recordings really well. Yeah. Uh it's yeah. I mean, everyone knows I love Bonjuro. It's a, it's a different. It's yeah. it's you need to have both of them for different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reasons. The reason I like Loom the most is because when I'm up at four a.m. and no 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 one else on my team is awake. Uh, and you know, side plug. Another benefit of working in the Americas is you're in the same time zone. But either way, yeah. um, when when I'm up at four a.m. and I'm doing some work and I want to show some design or brainstorm. I'm able to record the screen and send it out. And then, you know, everyone can, can watch it or, or view it on their own time. That's why. Totally. Totally. That's great. Yeah. Uh, another quick aside, uh, you know, running also a marketing agency, um, right. things are changing so much. And so for, for me, I like to still be on the cutting edge of strategies that are working um, for our team. And so well, that's exactly what I'll do is I'll be like, Oh, here's a strategy. Let's record it, get it down and start implementing this across, you know, however many accounts that we're, right. we're running right now. So, right. Um, yeah, love it. Uh, favorite podcast that you're listening to right now? Hmm. I listen to uh, NPR every morning. I also uh, another one is Robin Hood Snacks. Um, they, oh, you know, I get their it, I get their email every day. Yeah, it's it's really informative. It's quick. It's friendly uh, for the guys that are not you know all into markets and stuff like that. But it definitely affects uh, our industry. We want to know what's going on, what's out there. Um, totally. so it's something that I'm always in. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. I highly recommend like if you're not getting a, a daily newsletter of stuff, Robin hood snacks is great. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I love that one. Um, the other one that I love is morning brew as well. Yeah. Morning brew. Uh, yeah. Very that's good. a great one. Um, awesome. If you could sit down for an hour with anybody, um, have some beer, some wine, um, anything they're paying as well. So, uh, who would it be? Uh, it's tough to argue with Elon Musk, honestly. Um, just because he is doing so many different things at the same time and doing them successfully. You know, people are always talking down to those that are constantly multitasking. And I think you can talk about this, having multiple different businesses and having to be able to run them successfully is, uh, is a special talent. And so, you know, just being able to learn from him. Yeah, that's great. That's an awesome answer. Uh, Nathan, where can people find out more about you and um, potentially use your service? Sure. So our website is axelbeck.com, A-X-L-E-B-E-K.com, no C. Uh, and my email, I'm happy to share it. It's Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N, at axelbeck.com. And that's A-X-L-E-B-E-K.com. Awesome. And I think you and I connected on LinkedIn. Is that a good place for people to uh, yeah, we did. connect with you as well? Definitely. Yeah, people can reach out on LinkedIn. I'm more than happy to help. Uh, we're, I'm always, uh, you know, sharing tidbits and information. Uh, and there was a, there was a recent talk that I think is on YouTube about guiding, uh, apparel brands through the manufacturing process. You can find that on LinkedIn as well. So more than happy to, to help with anyone in the process. Awesome. Nathan, this was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, I think that we're going to get some really good feedback on this episode and, uh, you and I'll talk further. Definitely. My pleasure, Jordan. Thank you very much for having me. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So 
If you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.